1: Hello and welcome to ADCES's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. My name is Jody lavin Tompkins, and I'm a nurse and certified diabetes care and education specialist and director of accreditation and content development At the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. On today's episode, we're talking about reimagining the injection experience for people with diabetes. Joining me today is Anu Rajora, Director of Medical Marketing and Medical Affairs at HTL Strefa. This podcast and the participation of Anu Rajora is sponsored by Droplet, innovators of Micron 34-gauge 3.5 3.5 millimeter pen needles, the shortest and thinnest pen needle ever. Anu, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Jody,
0: thank you for the opportunity to join you today and thank you to all the DCSs for listening in. Uh, my name is Anu Rajora. I'm a practicing pharmacist and the director of medical marketing and medical affairs at HTL Streff, as Jody said. My passion lies in medical marketing, so my role is really to create clinically focused tools that help Both specialists and people with diabetes. So, these tools that are practical, they can be adopted seamlessly. So, for the DCSs in their workflow or for individuals to help learn, understand, retain, and recollect the knowledge that you share with them. And also, tools that can be customizable to each individual. We know that people learn differently, they embrace education with various different learning education principles, and everyone is on their own journey. Um, in order for us as clinicians and educators to meet an individual at a particular point within their journey, it's important for us to be able to customize tools. The ultimate goal of these tools is to support you in having conversations at point of care that are helpful, they're meaningful, uh, and they're able to help influence individual behaviors that would improve diabetes health. So in a nutshell, I have the privilege to listen to unmet needs of specialists focused on diabetes care, to listen to unmet needs of people with diabetes and deliver on innovations and tools that matter to each of you.
1: Well, we can always use new tools, Anu, I know that. And I think if we're focusing first on people's experience with injections, You know, as DCES is, we're used to thinking about injections as a procedure that someone needs to learn with the correct technique. If we think about it in that way only, we may be missing a lot, it sounds like. So I know there's much more to it, isn't there?
0: Jody, you are spot on. And, you know, I love hearing your stories of how you engage with people with diabetes and support education in a patient centric manner. In today's environment, we can see that innovation and explosion that's happening with innovation in drugs and approaches to treatment algorithms, managing comorbidities. And all of these medications, they require injections. And within this category of injections, there has not been meaningful disruption or innovation. As you said, our focus has remained on that moment of injection. Even today, injections create a heavy mental load for people with diabetes. In listening to individuals who are new injectors or experienced injectors, they've shared some very interesting insights, which I'd like to share uh, with all the listeners. I think the first is self-explanatory, injections hurt. Injections also cause anxiety. And that anxiety is caused by the unpredictable experience and nature of injections. So because sometimes the injection will hurt, sometimes it won't, it creates this level of anticipatory anxiety. And that anticipatory anxiety has a physical response as pain. In fact, anxiety, distress, or phobias are present in upwards of 94% of insulin injectors. With patients that have good glycemic management, meaning their HbA1c is 7% or or less, report having a significantly lower fear of needles than those that have an HbA1c of more than 7%. The difference when we looked at both of these groups of experienced and new injectors is that the new injectors will openly admit that this mental burden and anticipatory anxiety exists. What we see with the experienced injectors is that you really have to peel at those emotional complexities They know that they need to focus on their health. They openly admit that they want to take their medications and they want to do the right thing for their health. They want to be there for their families in the long term. And part of taking care of their health is injecting their medications. And they feel they have to just grin and bear the poor experience, the pain, the anxiety. And that is just part and parcel of taking care of themselves. It's really unfortunate when they describe their injections or their pen needles as the devil they know. They also share some of their technique and practices. And the part of their injection technique that they state is the most bothersome to them is that initial penetration of the pen needle into the tissue. So what they'll do is they'll start penetrating that pen needle into, for example, their abdomen, and then they'll stop. They'll say, "Uh uh-oh, this time it's really gonna hurt. I feel like I'm going to hit a nerve and they'll pull the pen needle out and they'll try and find a better spot. What these injectors are looking for is a boring, predictable, less anxious and less painful experience. These insights have helped us to understand that that injection experience is actually a multidimensional positive reinforcement cycle. So we are now moving from focusing on the moment of injection to moving to a full injection experience. And the moment is really important. Using pen needles that are shorter and thinner are all important experientially, all important from a clinical and therapeutic standpoint. But focusing on the injection experience allows us to be more patient-centric because we can understand importantly, empathize with these individuals. So let's take a moment and talk about each component of the experience. The journey is cyclical. It starts with anticipation, where the injection and the experience-related anxiety and pain is anticipated. In a study, what we found, it was actually with pharmacists that were injecting And when completing an insulin injection with a pen, the anticipated pain, which was measured by VAS scores, was significantly higher than the experienced pain. So just that anticipation caused this feeling of physical pain. Up to 42% of people report that anxiety impacts adherence, and people with diabetes still hesitate before their injection. So that's one part of the cycle is anticipation, and that has a direct correlation to experience. As we go from anticipation or anticipating the injection to preparation, what we know is people already have a high mental load with preparation. They're calculating their carbs, they're adjusting their dosages, there's an anxiety anxiety that's related to the anticipation of the injection, and now they're getting ready to inject. The visual appearance of a needle length has a direct statistically significant correlation to painful injections. So Jody, if I put a long needle in front of you and a short needle and asked you which one would cause more pain, you'd probably say the long needle, and you'd probably have that physical visceral reaction of pain with the longer needle. The average skin thickness, regardless of BMI, age, gender, ethnicity, is about two millimeters. That is the length that a pen needle needs to traverse to deliver the medicines in the subcutaneous tissue. What we hear from people with diabetes is that they want a needle so small, it's almost invisible. They also say that they're unfamiliar with shorter lengths that might exist on the market. So it's really important to go with a shorter and thinner needle to limit or reduce the impact of the visual stimulus on the experience. So we've gone through anticipation and preparation, and now we're getting ready to inject. So the final part of this cycle is injection. 47% of people report that they would improve their adherence if a product eased pain. If you remember, we talked earlier about the key insights of what we learned in that moment of injection, that initial penetration of that pen needle through tissue is what bothers people the most. And the resultant unpredictable experiences causes that anticipatory or enhances that anticipatory anxiety. What we know from previous studies is that higher gauge needles cause less tissue trauma and therefore less pain. Higher gauge needles also reduce penetration force. When the penetration force is reduced, less pain is experienced. So if we focus in on penetration force as our key component around that moment of injection, that penetration force is a result of two main things. First, your needle gauge, and the second, your needle tip design. In the Picasso study, the 34 gauge 3.5 millimeter pen needle demonstrated up to a 50% reduction in penetration force as compared to the 32G four millimeter five bevel pen needle. And what we hypothesize is that the wide variances in penetration force could result in that unpredictable experience when injecting. So if you have a tightened range of penetration force, so tightened standard deviations, potentially you can get a better or more predictable experience. Now the needle tip design is the second thing impacting penetration force. Physics tells us a long, shallow plane requires less force in a steep grind. So a longer and more linear slope of a needle bevel would result in less friction and contribute to a lower penetration force. So as you go from anticipation, preparation, the moment of injection, dependent on how that moment of injection fares, that individual would either be set up for the cycle to either anticipate a poor and painful injection the next time. Or you can break that positive reinforcement cycle. And in order to break that cycle, so you start off with healthier anticipations, lowering that anticipatory anxiety, lowering that visual stimulus, and improving that moment of injection, it's really important to ensure, first of all, that you ensure that the moment of injection delivers on a more predictable and less painful experience. That in turn will lower the anticipatory anxiety and resultant pain for the next injection. And also to limit that visual stimuli that will also cause that level of pain and poor experience. So to encourage um, all the listeners to try 34 gauge, three and a half millimeters, see how you can help people with diabetes reimagine their injection experience, break free from that positive reinforcement cycle and really understand from their perspective What is the area that limits them the most? Anticipation, preparation, injection, or all of them, and be able to give them the education and tools to, even in this case, a pen
1: needle that will help break through that positive reinforcement cycle. Wow, Anu, that was a lot of great information. I've never really thought about all these different factors that you mentioned. When thinking about teaching injections to people, I think we make a lot of assumptions, especially with those who have experience giving injections and they're not new, but thinking about the injection experience as a cycle, thinking about penetration and how that can be different with different gauges and lengths and all these things, you've brought up some really interesting points. Now, since there was so much there that you put out to our listeners, I wanted to mention the educator kit that you put together, because I think we need something to help us put all this together and be able to give it to our folks that we're teaching. It looks like a really useful tool for us and for other people who need to teach injections. And you designed an acronym called LITTLE Mm -hmm. to assist with that and make sure that everyone hits all the key areas of this injection experience. So can you tell us a little more about how you designed the kit, how it's used, and what LITTLE stands for?
0: Absolutely. You know, first, I have to thank all the listeners. Last year when we were at the show, there were about 700 DCSs that uh, came to our booth, and they provided feedback into what the kit should look like, what the education should like look like, and the focus points. And obviously, we've listened to a number of people with diabetes that have contributed to this. Now, what's really important, even today, 95% of people are making two or more errors in technique and these are significant errors, such as uh, using a pinch up technique with a four millimeter or five millimeter pen needle. And, you know, Jody, you've heard me say oftentimes that to get the maximal benefit of your medicine, how you inject your medication is just as important as remembering to inject you know, DCSs are uniquely positioned to support positive health outcomes with technique. And this is not just in correcting technique errors, but having a lasting impact on A1Cs. And I'm just going to share a couple of studies here, which we can always, um, if you're interested, we can always share with the listeners. There's one study, it was a three-month study investigating how educating patients on proper injection technique could impact blood glucose. And the results were profound, where there were statistically significant reductions in A1C, fasting blood glucose, as well as total daily insulin doses. So focus and educating on technique has impacts on blood sugar management. There was a second study, and it was a six-month open-label randomized controlled trial where structured injection technique education was compared. And the results were very profound, where as early as three months, you're seeing reductions in A1C. And that's why we always recommend that technique should be refreshed every eight to 12 months for all the people with diabetes that you see. We also know that injecting into lipohypertrophic tissue requires about 20% more insulin to achieve the same glycemic management. So when we look at the areas, the most common mistakes or the most profound impact that could happen, we summarize them into four common mistakes. The first is site rotation. People are not rotating sites or the area that they're rotating into is very small. So they're, they're probably not, for example, moving from their abdomen to their thigh, or they might not be moving into quadrants, meaning from their left side of their abdomen to the right side. And the surface area that they're using, typically you would say use like a postcard size and rotate within that quadrant. They're using about a size which is like a stamp or a credit card and potentially injecting into liprohypotrophic areas, which are obviously less painful than healthy tissue. So the first issue is sight rotation. The second that we see is injection angle or technique. So in, for example, using a pinch-up technique still when you move from an, a longer needle, like an 8mm to a 4 to 5 millimeter, or not knowing how to hold your angle. So some folks will start injecting in at 90 degrees and then they relax their hand. The third most common mistake we see is hold time. Injections should be held for 10 seconds. And typically, you know, I think 10 seconds in her mind goes very fast. One, two, three, ten. 10. <laughs> and it's also when the count starts. The 10-second hold starts after the pen button has been fully depressed. And oftentimes we will see that when people will start the count, when they start using their thumb to depress the button. So it's very important in order to prevent leakage to start the 10-second hold countdown after the pen button has been fully depressed. And then the fourth most common issue that we see is needle reuse. So needle reuse has many complications from inducing more tissue trauma to more painful injections, to having crystallized insulin on the needle tip, potentially blocking medication flow. So if you think of these four mistakes, and they're quite common, and now you put it into context of a person with diabetes who has to remember and adapt to so many things on a daily basis. Having a simple way to remember the key points on injection technique helps. And let me preface, I've heard some great feedback about LITTLE from nurses and pharmacists at point of care or at bedside, and how easy it was to explain as well as for people to remember or recollect injection technique. So let's get into LITTLE. What does LITTLE stand for? L stands for location, location. Remember to rotate from your last injection. I, inject at 90 degrees, and this is for 34 gauge, three and a half millimeters, pen needles. T, time of full 10 seconds after the pen is depressed. T, 10, hold a full 10 seconds for injection accuracy. We focus on T twice, to make sure we get that importance of holding for that 10 seconds. L, let it go. Pen needles are used once and safely disposed. And E, ever the best experience ever. So regardless of what short needle you're using, little has an impact on improving the injection experience by focusing in on key components of injection technique. Now, when the Micron Educator Kit was designed, It was really important for us to address all adult learning principles. You know, some people prefer to read, some like demonstrations, some need visual aids or tools, and oftentimes you'll see uh, that a DCES um, and an individual with diabetes have two different learning preferences, and therefore we designed the kit to ensure that all learning principles could be met. There was a simplicity of messaging in a variety of learning ways to explain the injection experience to DCSs, to easily and simply explain the attributes of droplet micron and to offer injection technique learning and demonstration back in an impactful manner. So when we look at the kit, its purpose is to see the difference. So you invite people with diabetes to see the difference, how a shorter and thinner needle can improve their injection experience, feel the difference by encouraging them To use the injection pad that exists to review technique, introduce little, as well as understand the difference of penetration force. And finally, to experience the difference. So inspiring them to experience the difference uh, by addressing the full injection experience from anticipation, preparation and injection and providing them with micron samples.
1: Okay. Thanks for that great explanation. I really like that acronym. I think it's easy to remember. You know, it's not surprising that injection technique has a big impact on blood glucose management. As a diabetes care and education specialist, I've taught hundreds of people to give insulin and non-insulin medications throughout my career. And I did also find that it's extremely common, even in people who've been giving injections for years to do something incorrectly, as you said, Anu, in the process of giving their injections. And one of the number one things, as you said, was not rotating their sites. So a huge percentage of people I saw had significant lipohypertrophy at their injection sites. And I think anything that can help with that is going to make a huge difference. So thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about? You know, if if I could summarize some of the clinical studies, Jody, would that be helpful?
0: Sure. So so when introducing thirty four gauge three and a half millimeter pen needles, the first thing that was really important to us was to establish safety and efficacy. So we did a non-inferiority study in a randomized two-period crossover trial, and what we were looking at from an efficacy standpoint was fasting blood glucose, postprandial blood glucose, as well as average phytosamine over two weeks. What we found was the 34-gauge 3.5 millimeter, was non-inferior to 32-gauge 4 millimeter pen needles when we looked at efficacy metrics as well as safety metrics. So if a DCAES is confident in the safety and efficacy profile for 32 gauge, four millimeters, likewise, they can have that same confidence and reliability in a 34 gauge, three and a half millimeter pen needle. So now that we looked at safety and efficacy, um, it really opens up the door for us to really focus in on experiences and making sure that we're helping people with diabetes achieve the best injection experience possible. In fact, we actually launched Micron in Italy first. And in 2019, the diabetes guidelines included 34-gauge 3.5-millimeter to be at parity as 32-gauge 4-millimeter for efficacy and safety, but really was around encouraging clinicians to be patient-centric and offering the right technology to individuals for their needs uh, and experiences. Secondly, we conducted the Picasso study. So the key insight from Picasso is that the 34-gauge, 3.5-millimeter pen needle reduced the penetration force by up to 50% as compared to 32-gauge, 4-millimeter, 5-bevel pen needles. As we know, reducing penetration force reduces pain, and we hypothesize that the tightened ranges or standard deviations of Micron's penetration force would result in a more predictable injection experience, which is what people with diabetes are asking for. We also presented this new long and linear tip to individuals who are multi-dose injectors. And 98% of people recommended this new needle tip to others as compared to the traditional needle tip. And Jody, it's interesting that you noted in particular lipohypertrophy. I was actually speaking to uh, Global KOL last week. It was an endocrinologist at a virtual diabetes roundtable, And I asked him this question as to why he felt a shorter and thinner needle like Micron may cause less lipohypertrophy. Uh, And I thought this was quite insightful of uh, his hypothesis that he shared, which is that when injecting, there's inflammation of the tissue, which is the result from the cut from the needle. This causes trauma And over time, this inflammation and trauma results in lipohypertrophy. If the needle causes less inflammation or trauma, the risk of lipohypertrophy is lowered. And I thought that was an interesting perspective on how using a shorter and thinner needle may prevent lipohypertrophy. Within this roundtable as well, two of global diabetes KOLs, and they were people that were endocrinologists, to nurses, I was also curious to understand that in the times of COVID where we are seeing more virtual appointments, how easy was it for them to introduce new technology like 34 gauge 3.5 millimeter pen needles to uh, the people they're taking care of? And the response was quite inspiring. They really stated that being patient-centric and introducing new technology took less than one minute and encouraged educators or specialists to embrace technology as an empowering tool to help people with diabetes. So it's really inspiring to hear the feedback that we're already receiving from DCSs and people with diabetes that have tried Droplet Micron. We actually had an individual post on social media saying that he looks forward to his next injection now. And, And really that is the gist of what we're trying to accomplish to put Micron in the corner of people with diabetes to help eliminate or reduce as much as possible the mental burden that they have to carry when it comes to injections and improving that injection experience.
1: I agree completely. So in summary, we need to reimagine the injection experience and expand our thought process about it. And by doing this, we can show the people that we teach that we're empathetic and that we understand the experience from their perspective, which is very important. And the best part of all is that this also helps them maintain healthy tissue, as you said, and the endocrinologist talked about, so that their medication works like it should, because then we get the best results and the best outcomes. So if our listeners are interested in learning more about reimagining the injection experience or would like to order a complimentary educator kit, where can they go?
0: We welcome everyone's feedback, we welcome your perspective, and we're ready to listen to you. To request a sample and a complimentary educator kit, we invite you to go to mydroplet.com. And if anyone is interested in any of the references we shared today, you can email me at medinfo at htl strafa.com. So that's M E D I N F O at H T L S T R E F A.com. Uh you can always reach us if you go to mydroplet.com, M Y D-R-O-P-L-E-T dot com. Uh, you can always connect to our customer service as well too. So we're we're here, we're ready to listen to your feedback. And if you have any additional feedback you'd like to provide, we're, we're really excited about it. We're, we're also very excited that our next iteration of materials that you'll see are going to include the ADCES favorably reviewed logo. And I think that's really exciting to be able to
1: sharpen our tools further. Fantastic. So Anu, thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's clear that by reimagining the injection experience that we as DCESs can help our clients who inject insulin or any other medications actually improve their overall experience with their diabetes management. We'll make sure that all of our listeners have access to resources from today's episode in the show notes at diabeteseducator.org forward slash podcast.
0: Jody, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Thank you to all the listeners. We're looking forward to your feedback. Please drop us a note whenever you have a moment and we look forward to being able to come back again, Jody,
1: Today's episode and speaker were sponsored by Droplet, innovators of Micron 34 gauge 3.5 millimeter pen needles. To learn more about the shortest and thinnest pen needle ever and receive an educator kit and samples, visit mydroplet.com. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not a substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.